Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You are listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast, where food and sports clash at the goal line. Here are your hosts, Spencer and Michael. Everybody, welcome back to another episode of the 23 Personnel Podcast. I'm your host, Spencer, joined by Michael. Hello, everybody. And I would like to point out that Shot Tracker is not sponsoring this podcast, despite uh, several efforts after the last game. It has to. We've be actually done. we actually denied them. We told them that we didn't we didn't need their sponsorship. Yes. Yeah, so, so for those of you that that were watching the basketball game, you saw the the really awkward digital overlays of uh, where players were on the court and uh, how many points they had. Anyways. We're joined tonight by a special guest, the the insider of the Twenty Three Personnel Podcast, Preston. Hello. <laughs> I'm no insider, by the way. Preston is my brother. Been a tech fan with me for a decade. He's uh, we're so we are at Twenty Three Personnel HQ Far East. Far east. Far east. Sounds so exotic. We are in Dallas. Oh um, man. At at the parents' house, uh, getting ready to head out to uh, some Thanksgiving festivities with the family, seeing the brother, his wife, and the niece. If you hear kids screaming, it's the my son and my niece playing just outside the door. Which isn't much of a door. So that's how it should be at Thanksgiving. You should just hear random children screaming at times. So yeah. Um We are doing some, I guess, last minute prep for our our, our I guess our trip. Sorry, I'm I look over at, at my brother, he's just laughing at me. He's uh <laughs> been real helpful. Um we are are cooking dressing. I say it's we. It's famous. I'm I'm not actually cooking. I'm I'm in the office recording. Uh, the we started it though. Yeah, we did. We we actually made the cornbread. It's the cornbread dressing. You guys um, actually make the cornbread. That is. Yeah. Yeah, we take the cornbread and grind it up. That's the extra step. I mean, that the corn. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, it's from scratch. You've got a mule in the backyard just grinding corn. Mm-hmm. We did that. We made some pumpkin pies. Um, anyways, wanted to see what, uh, what you guys were doing for the holiday. You guys making any food traveling anywhere? Not yet. We're, uh, I'm traveling about 13 blocks North to my mom's house on Thursday and tomorrow will so be HQ far North. <laughs> yeah. HQ far North. I mean, it is way, it is a whole stoplight away. Oh man. We're, we're probably going to need to take you know, a gas can in case we run out. <laughs> but the, 
the only thing I've really got going is uh, we had to do the math, and I currently have two turkey breasts dethawing in the fridge as of yesterday. You're not doing a full turkey? No, nah, because there's just three of us and Weak. my daughter, so we, we're not going to do a full turkey this year. But I'm going to brine both of those tomorrow night and get that prepped and then uh, throw them on the smoker Thursday morning. That's my contribution. And then Allison's making her famous dressing. My mom is making all sorts of stuff. She told us what all it was. I can't even remember it all. But I know that broccoli, cheese, and rice casserole made the list, which is one of the main things that mattered to me, as well as deviled eggs and pumpkin pie. So we're we're in good shape. If you're making a pumpkin pie, then yeah, you're you're in good shape. The rest of that we're good. You can probably skip. Although, now, do you guys do you guys go for the ready whip or cool whip, cool whip? The ready whip in the can. And do you just drench it? Do you just go all out, or not like, that's the only way? <laughs> I mean, not like you you smother it, but you got to have some some height to it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a respectable a respectable a uh, uh, little bit of height. I guess that that's exactly what you need because you can't. You kind of can drench it, but it does deceive the purpose of not just eating a plate of ready whip. Yeah. Um, all right, let's let's talk some text tech sports. We got a lot on the notes document because we're we're in the middle of two seasons right now. We've got oh two concurrent seasons. So last night the basketball team won against USC um, in a game where they looked like they were going to comfortably coast. They being USC. Uh, they were up uh, by 13 at one point in the first half. You just looked all kinds of uh, uncomfortable and just out of sorts. You're, you're missing some really weird shots. Um, I don't know what was said at halftime. The team came out and played completely different and ended up winning by 12. So it's a pretty good swing there uh, to move into the winner's bracket to play Nebraska right now. I'm pulling it up on the other phone. And it's probably yeah, going to try to play over the speakers, which is a bad idea. Yep, here it it's, goes. Uh, I'm trying to watch it right now that the St. John's VCU game went into overtime on ESPN2, so it's Nobody the tech games on ESPN News. I agree, but I don't, I don't think I can change the channel <laughs> right now. Um, but, uh, yeah, the game last – you know, you, you mentioned the first half. Jeez, it was, uh, it was pretty rough that – Seemed like they were passing up shots a lot more. We we kept talking about it in our Slack chat about the guys needing to be a little bit more aggressive, and you know that's probably what Beard told them was he he probably just pulled up our Slack chat, yeah, went absolutely. through that a little bit point by point, along it's with a, the uh, shot tracker. Yeah, he said, hey, "Hey Mooney, you need to get on this." Yeah, you need I'm to if you get an open look, you need to just take a shot because uh, at one point. I can't remember exactly what the score was, but Culver had seven, and then anyone else who scored only had two. So I think it was 17, actually. There were five guys with just one bucket, and then Culver had seven. It, it was pretty rough. But uh, that was great to see them come back the way they did, and it didn't even look like this. they were playing the same team. They, they made USC look pretty inept at times in that second half. Yeah. So the second the second half you were talking about uh 55 points 
on 84% shooting. It was at one point they had missed more free throw attempts than field goals. Ooh. Which is efficient. That's pretty good. Yeah. All right. And then, like I said, tonight they're playing Nebraska. Actually, right now they're playing Nebraska. Then on Saturday, they're playing Northern Colorado back home in Lubbock. Michael, you said you're going to that game? I am. I'm going to go watch watch them play the Bears. And uh, Northern Colorado is actually – they're 2-0 and right now. They stopped – I don't even know what Colorado COL is. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships – the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Colorado Colonial? Colonel Colorado? Whoever that was. They won 126 to 56, and they beat Pepperdine uh, 88 to 80, but they play Incarnate Word. Uh, your, uh, UIW. UIW. They play them tomorrow, so we'll have a direct correlation before we take them on on Saturday. I, I mentioned, I may have mentioned this before, but Saturday is going to be good because no matter what happens in the Baylor game, I'll just get to go to a basketball game at four thirty and and just enjoy that. Yeah. Instead, well, speaking of UIW, we're going to talk a little bit about a little bit about Eric Morris um, when we start talking about football. Apparently, his name is getting thrown around for a Another head coach, head coaching vacancy spot. Um, yeah, <laughs> as my brother like awkwardly whispers into the microphone, not Texas Tech. Um, <laughs> but first, let's talk about our boy Tweezy. Who's Tweezy? Antoine Wesley. Oh. I'm <laughs> so the uh, the finalists for the Blitnikoff Award were announced yesterday. Yes, yesterday. Oh yeah. And um, Sorry. let's let, let's look at the, the stats for these three guys, right? There, there's three receivers. One of obviously they're receivers. It's a whatever. Receiver A had 102 receptions or has 102 receptions, 1698 yards and 13 touchdowns. That is impressive. Yeah, I will. I will. Uh, is it Crabtree impressive? No, it's yeah. no, okay. no, that's, oh my gosh, <laughs> that's insane. There you go. So, uh, receiver B has 51 catches. So a, exactly half as many as, as, as a, uh, a thousand and two yards and 10 receptions or sorry, 10 touchdowns receiver C has 75 receptions and 1344 yards, which, so do you know who those receivers are, Michael? Not really. Uh, you you is, put the you put the the names there, but 
I'm not really sure who they who they play for. Okay, well, so let's throw in Antoine Wesley. So he has okay. 84 receptions for 1,375 yards and nine touchdowns. He's so, right up there in the mix. Yeah, so if, if you were to look at all four of those receivers, and I put it on a Twitter poll like a couple hours ago, um, and I asked, which one of these receivers does not belong? Right, because if you're talking about um, the Blitnikoff Award finalists, there's only there's three finalists, and I, I listed four receivers. Which one of those does not belong? 77% of the votes went for receiver B, who had 51 receptions, 1,000 yards, and 10 touchdowns. Michael, why don't you tell us who receiver B was? It is not Antoine Wesley. Nope, definitely not. Jerry Judy from Alabama. But yet he SEC. made the finals. But that, yeah, that's SEC. all that matters. Or Bama. Um, 8%. Hey, they're good at offense now too, y'all. Yeah. Well, they, they finally got a good quarterback. Oh, gosh. Yeah, he is pretty good. Um, receiver A is some dude named Isabella who plays for UMass. So his numbers are impressive, but when you consider competition – it's nothing. There's actually somebody that was that quoted or retweet, not retweeted, retweeted or replied to the Blitnikoff Twitter account and said that's like including somebody from oh gosh, what was it? some like random conference, like the D three school. Or something. <laughs> yeah, it's like that's like including some quarterback from D three because he has as good a stats as somebody from a, a Power Five school. It doesn't make any sense. Like UMass no. plays nobody, and he's probably the one receiver on their team. He's got a hundred receptions. That's well, yeah, a lot. When you're the only guy catching it. Yeah. Uh, receiver C is actually in the conference. Tylen Wallace. Um. OSU. Yeah, Oklahoma State. Seventy-five receptions, thirteen hundred forty-four yards, eleven touchdowns. I think what really hurt Wesley was last week. This last weekend, where. The tech offense absolutely crapped the bed, and he didn't do anything on the field. Yeah, what did he have? Twenty-eight yards. How many targets did he get? Well, like well, he had like two receptions and maybe like three targets. <laughs> two out of three ain't bad. Yeah, but they're not looking at that. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so he is not. He did not make the Bolitnikov Award finalist list, which is just a shame. The other three guys are jokes, especially Judy. He's only on there because he plays for Alabama. Well, is it is it weird that they make the final list before the final game? Dum 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 dum. <laughs> do you have to do you have to play all the games first? Hey, someone's phone is buzzing. It's driving me nuts. It's actually my phone, the the cell phone here. That please, you're actually... please. Every oh time Slack goes off, it is killing me over here. Well, it's also going off on your phone, probably. No, it's not. <laughs> it's yours. I wonder if that is like going through the record. It has to be going through the recording if you're picking it up. So sorry, everybody. Yeah. Sorry if y'all heard a bunch of buzzes. It was Labar and Keith blowing up the Slack chat, blowing up the Slack chat on a game that I can't watch yet. No. <laughs> um, all right. Let's, let's, let's talk some other, other football before we get into the game this weekend. We mentioned Eric Morris. Um, so Texas state fired their head coach this week today or yesterday. Um, who? Yeah, exactly. Uh, after Dennis Francione, I've not kept up with him. 
uh, and not even that because that's the last time we played Texas State's when Francione was the coach, and he ran their like really weird triple option. Like not like Army or Navy or anybody, but Arndt did not throw the ball. What's his name? Tyler Arndt. Which I saw. Only only reason why I know that name is because I went through all those drive charts today and I saw that. Gosh, did he transfer from, from somewhere? Oh, I don't know. Probably. Um, Sounds familiar. Almost. Anyway, so a couple of the early candidates for that that position include Eric Morris and Mike Jinks. Hey, both guys from your staff a couple years ago. Mike Jinks has been up at Bowling Green for a while. I think has Seth Dagey as their quarterback coach. He just got fired though, didn't he? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I thought so. He got let go. Because wasn't oh, that God. wasn't he the guy that got hired because their AD did a Google search? What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's true. Air raid coaches. Hey, that'll work. Or like he saw the associate head coach titles. Like, yeah, I want him. <laughs> that was really it. They're like, what? I think he looked up uh, successful pass happy offenses and thought, well, let's let's try this guy. He he works at this school that has this offense. Yeah, maybe, maybe he'll be a great head coach. So it would make it makes a whole lot more sense for him to come back to the state of Texas than it did for him to be up in Kentucky. Um, but he's been thrown out there as a candidate for the Texas State job, like I said, with Eric Morris. Um, besides that, nothing really interesting about that. Well, opening. You know why Eric Morris is. Because he's trying to get out of San Antonio? <laughs> no, he, his team made the FCS playoffs first year. Oh. Yeah, I, I've not been keeping up with him. Yeah, because they – well, they're, they're, set to, uh, they're set to play Iowa State unless they win their first playoff game. If they, if they lose their playoff game, then they'll go ahead and play Iowa State. But I, obviously, if they win, then they'll still be in the playoffs. Is that a makeup so, game? Uh, yeah, it is because remember – Oh, from like their very first game that got rained out. Right, but I don't even know if that was who they were supposed to play. Softies. Originally. They do this? Makeup games? I didn't know that. Well, because I, I think they're trying to get both teams to have a 12th game. And Iowa State probably thinks they needed a whole lot more than, you know, I don't know. Hey, I found that article from the Toledo Blade about uh, Bowling Green hiring Jinx. Oh, yeah? Okay. With Bowling Green fresh off a Mid-American Conference title powered by one of the country's highest-flying offenses, then-AD Chris Kingston wanted to keep a good thing going. So he Googled which team had the best offense that year, (laughs) noted it was Texas Tech, and essentially targeted the top Red Raiders assistant he could afford. Conservatively speaking, it was the dumbest coaching search in college football history. Never mind that Jinx, (laughs) then the 43-year-old running back's aide at Tech, was a career Texas high school coach with three years of college experience, none as a coordinator, or that Texas Tech didn't even run the same scheme as Bowling Green. No small thing if continuity was the main selling point. Or that Jinx had never so much set foot in Ohio. Oh, it's not Kentucky, it's Ohio. Look at that. What do I know? <laughs> but anyway, that was uh, I, I knew I'd seen that somewhere. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. All right, I, I said one more thing. There's actually one more thing we're going to talk about before we get to the Baylor game. There was an article from uh, Pete Christie that came out today, this evening maybe. Made me cry. Um, yeah, November I, 20th. I wept big tears. Well, here's the thing. The the title was a little bit like inflammatory. I was like, hold on a second. Well, not really inflammatory. 
I got defensive when I read it because it says Red Raiders want to win for Coach Kingsbury. Um, I have not read this. Well, and and what made me, what made me, um, I guess defensive is I actually misread the title. <laughs> like it, it, it makes a whole lot more sense when you said Red Raiders want want to win for Coach Kingsbury, and not um, Red Raiders want Coach Kingsbury to win. I was like, so. Sorry, the way I read it, I was like thinking he was calling anybody that wants Kingsbury to be fired, not Red Raiders. I was like, nah, bro, that's the opposite. Oh, oh, okay. But he's talking yeah. about Red Raiders, the actual members on the team. Yes. Wanting to. Anyways, it's talks about all these all these players. Uh, T.J. Vasher, uh, J.D.N. High, Rico Jeffers talking about how they feel a little bit of extra pressure to win this game to help secure Kingsbury's future. Um, you can be okay over there, man. <laughs> <coughs> Sorry. We're having some just cracking. He's choking up. Yeah. A little bit. He's crying. He's, he's wanting Kingsbury to, yeah. he wants that win number six. I tried to warn you. I tried to warn you. It was, uh, it was touching. Yeah. All right, let's let's talk about this this win number six, this uh, game twelve on the schedule this weekend against the Baylor Bears. This phantom. Hey, I just just so everyone I'm knows, I, I'm yet. I'm fully back on the Kingsbury train. That didn't take I'm, long. I'm back on. <laughs> nope, I'm back on. Uh, I'm ready to go. You know, ask me again tomorrow. It'll probably be a different answer. I've no, been texting I'll... my friend Adam back and forth, and I think we have three or four answers every day. I will ask you on Saturday. Ask me on Saturday after the game. <laughs> yeah, probably um, before too. Let's just let's get both of them. So I'm I'm, I'm going to point to the S and P rankings again. I think it's all twelve games we've done this. You just love those, don't you? I do, and it made me. It helped my confidence last weekend to like look and like look how bad Kansas State is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then that happened. I was like, well, crap. Hey, Mahomes is at the basketball game tonight. Cool. I'm watching it live now. Oh, yeah. We're good. What's the score? Very professional podcasting. Sorry. Uh, Tech is up 16-15. Ooh, one point. Um, okay. The S&P rankings. I don't, I, I don't know where Texas Tech is officially. I think they're 25 to 30-ish overall. No, they're a little lower than that. They're like the 30s or 40s. Anyways, Baylor, overall 90th. Can't get much Ooh. lower than that. Offense is 62nd. Um, weighted down, though, by their defense, 94th. As bad as Kansas State's, or just a little bit worse. Although, that, that Kansas State defense held you to six points. Vaunted. Well, because Jed Duffy was on, like, one leg, man. Well, if, if if you make we that excuse, we found this out though, later. If you make he that had excuse, a boot on. If you make that excuse, there has been some some weird comments from Kingsbury about having Colt Garrett ready to go. Because Duffy's hurt. What are the weird comments? Well, well, because he said we hope to have Carter and Duffy available. I heard Carter was uh, taking first team reps. Oh, I read that. Oh, see, look, insider. Here we go. Carter, okay. first team reps. Now, hopefully that, that helps because last week when we saw him come in, it was disaster. 
after disaster. Well, he flat after out disaster. said that Garrett needs to be ready to play. It's been what twelve weeks since he played. No, he he played against uh, TCU. He he, he well, had a series right. against TCU. That's right. And it was just as bad. <laughs> well, no, it wasn't just as bad. He didn't he didn't fumble on the first play and then throw at the defense the next four throws or three throws. Um, he didn't get sacked and limped off the field. So to be honest, oh here we go. I it's honesty hour. That last quarter of the Kansas State game. You know how you uh, watch recorded TV and you hit fast forward once, and you hit it again, it goes two or whatever, and incrementally gets faster. I watched that for, uh, fourth quarter fast forwarded. At like one button push or two button pushes? One button push. I just I, oh, yeah. I had to get through it. <laughs> <laughs> That's better than watching it live because I, I did not uh, have control over that. And I was like. I saw he went in. And it looked like he threw a pick. And I'm like, yeah, he probably did. And I just kept he, going. Well, he, it should have been intercepted. The first one could have been a pick six. Um, oh, okay. yeah. The second one that. I don't even know how the guy didn't catch it. I think he just had no idea it was going to come. He was so surprised. Yeah, it hit him in the numbers. I'm pretty sure. (laughs) Just like that Texas kickoff. Yeah, that uh, like the the onside kickoff where uh, Hatfield drilled that guy in the front row. He's like, no idea that ball was coming right. (laughs) That reminds me of uh, Waterboy. Who's who's it going to be? Who's my <laughs> There's my opinion. He just kicks it. Who's it gonna be? <laughs> there he is. Um, all right, so that's that's interesting. Tidbit here for you. McLean Carter taking first team reps. Um hopefully yeah. it looks a lot more like the Ole Miss the start of the Ole Miss game than the TCU or Kansas State games. Well, yes, please. But that, that's it's hope. apparent he needs first team reps or well, it, it's apparent any of these quarterbacks need first-team reps because apparently with Kingsbury, if you're not getting first-team reps, you're basically like holding the other guy's jockstrap at practice, yeah. <laughs> not doing jack. Because the second-team guy, whenever he comes in, not ready. Looks lost. What? Whatever, man. <laughs> you're just a hater. <laughs> man, I'm just calling it like it is. Okay, how did Alan Bowman do the first quarter he came in for McLean Carter. Okay. The first time he'd ever taken a snap of a big 12 D one college football game. He, he did. Okay. <laughs> How did Duffy look the first time he came in for Alan Bowman when, when he went down w- with his lung injury, he well, got I, us within eight points. No, 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 no. That, that was the second there. half, right? He, the first half was straight garbage. Before he threw that pick, he was doing good. I think he only played one series in the first half. Then maybe let's look at Carter when he came in for oh, Duffy okay. and That's, TCU. For example, for example, <laughs> Carter when he came in for Duffy against Kansas State. No, that's that's just uh, his 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 ankle hasn't healed. Oh, but but he's gonna be ready to go now. He's ready to go now. Yeah, <laughs> I think the the uh, environment they won't have to worry about heaters or jackets or anything like that. Oh, that was the dumbest thing. And uh, Jerry World. Was that thing blown up more than it should be? Probably. Yeah, and I didn't even believe that at first when I kept hearing it. Well, no, because it was our our best friend, Chris Lovell, reported that on the pregame show, that uh, he was reporting from the sideline, 
Oh, and that okay. he had to go over to Kansas State side to warm up because Texas Tech did not bring heaters or jackets or blankets or whatever they were going to have on the sideline because he said it was going to be a distraction, which I think wow. was a, a vast overreaction from when they did have all that stuff in Ames in 2016 and got motorboated, whatever, blown out. <laughs> not motorboated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not it. <laughs> Jeez, Mahomes, what are you doing over there? <laughs> Boat raced. There's the boat reference I'm looking for. I know. I couldn't even think about it. I kept thinking truck, but I was like, that's not it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Wow. Okay. So we're this This may be a short episode because we're like, we're, we're rolling on fumes here, I guess. Um, so you own uh, S&P Plus rankings advantage in every category over Baylor. There will be no weather to contend with. You both are are trying to get to your sixth win, um, whatever that means for the team. Maybe there's more more urgency for Texas Tech to get that. I, I just don't put any stock into that helping the team perform any better. Um, if you look at the team stats, which I generally throw out because they're usually garbage, team stats, you own every – here's a statistical advantage in every category except for yards rushing – and passing yards allowed. Yeah, and even those are really close. Well, I don't know. Passing yards allowed, that's 50 yards separate. Yeah, well, that's that's one drive for Texas Tech. Um, yeah. if, if you look, if you put any stock into that, ESPN has their power index giving you a 76% chance to win against Baylor, which I think it was about that much for Kansas State too. So Yeah. The line, uh, as a, according to ESPN at this time, was minus six and a half for Texas Tech. Again, right where it was for for Kansas State. So, I, I want to go around the table here because we're all sitting around a table and get everybody's preview predictions, keys to the game. Michael, let's go with you first. How do you see this game playing out on Saturday, and who do you think wins? Okay, I think. The Red Raiders will win. Of course, you I do, do not think I do not think they'll cover because a, a Baylor has kind of picked it up a little bit this year. Uh, you know, definitely had a much more successful year than their one and eleven first year outing with Matt Rule. Uh, they they can throw the ball a little bit, but talk Brewer's about that, done that pretty well. That turnaround though, win one game in twenty seventeen. And now trying yeah. to get your sixth win in 2018. That's pretty I mean, good. That's improvement. It, it makes me think there's probably something fishy going on. I think we should start some rumors. <laughs> is, is that because because uh, your your coach can't do that? No, it's because he hasn't. And had notice, to. notice, I said your coach. I'm talking about you, <laughs> Michael, your coach. <laughs> don't don't use possessives on this podcast. Um. But now I, I think it's going to be pretty close. Obviously, I think it's going to be kind of ugly. I don't know. I just see it being a lot like Kansas State, except Tech will actually score a little bit, and uh, well, they Bay- Baylor's offense will be more than a little bit. Baylor's offense will be uh, more formidable. So, well, you know, kind Baylor's of Baylor's defense only allows a couple more points per game than Kansas State's, and they score. 
Baylor scores a touchdown more per game than Kansas State. Well, there you go. So we're going to win like what? 31-28? I don't know, man. That's not what I said last week. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's my very all-star preview brought to you by Shot Tracker. All right. You, you want to go next, Preston? You want me to go? I'll go. All right, man. How do you see this game playing out? It's hard. I can't pick one outright. Seeing the way that uh, Tech has been playing lately, especially in the end of the years. Yeah, man. They did did surprise me last year when they beat Texas in Austin. But it seems that Matt Rule has, I don't know, uh, improving. Yeah, he's he's got his his team not well, collapsing in the second half of the season. Yeah, that and going one win one year and winning five, five. The next. Is, mm-hmm. I guess you'd call that improvement. Yeah, I guess it just depends on who's at quarterback and is he proficient and not turning the ball over. Well, See, I was pick- wondering that too, Preston, because if if we knew that, yeah, I could adjust my I could adjust my pick a little bit because supposedly Bowman is taken snaps this week and he's not gonna they're not i don't think so either but they're not ruling him out and i'm sure that's more just a ploy i would be a lot more confident if bowman was starting no i would too i'd be like that's obvious i would say but but at the same token i kind of don't want him to because what if he gets hurt for this got the whole off season (laughs) to recover then that's true that's true because if he gets hurt you're probably gonna lose the game i do not wish for any injury no, of course not. Of course not. But I can't pick it. You, you not even like say. Maybe tech by three. I don't know. There you go. Confidence, people. <laughs> yeah. Confidence. There you go. Maybe tech by three. I'll take it. Um. So I, I was looking at the the season, the the team stats, and it shouldn't surprise me, but it does. Your the Texas Tech rushing leader is not a running yeah. back. Jet Duffy. Jet Duffy is your rushing leader. <laughs> 79 carries for a whopping 369 yards. That's what's killing Kingsbury is recruiting. Oh, you're going there. Yeah. N- not, not like the run game th- this year or the offensive line going backwards. Literally. They do go backwards when they run. I know. I don't I don't I don't get the like we talked about the offensive line supposedly being the strength of the offense going into the season, and they have gotten progressively worse week by week. Yes. <laughs> yes. I I don't know how to I don't know how to fix it. I, they I tried do. different I running backs okay, too. I got some. Yeah, I, you replace your offensive line coach. Okay, you, I guess we could what, start second there. Year? I think it's his first. Brennan Jones? Or maybe it's a second. Either I way, it's sec- not working. It's a second, at least. Anyway, I was going to say this about recruiting. Zeno, the quarterback that we lost to Baylor? Mm-hmm. Yes. Again, another one. I've read, I've read that. Yeah, I've read that. <laughs> he did not commit to Kingsbury because of the uh, uncertainty of his job. But he committed to Matt Rule. At the same time, Rule was interviewing for NFL jobs. What does that tell you? Tell you he was getting paid. See, I mean, it's let's start how some do you rumors. get out recruited by a guy interviewing when you 
I can't even think right now. I'm getting. It's frustrating. Is yeah. what it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's mind blowing, boggling. Of what the happened mind. to the? Uh, oh, I hate bringing him up, but Leach, his offensive lines that were just walls. Well, so they were just massive individuals, and they just took up space. Yeah. Which was effective. Didn't he have the, the biggest, like the biggest and tallest? There was some stat, the biggest average height and weight of linemen in all of college football at some point. I think at that time it was like 2008 or 2009. Yeah, he did. Yeah. And then and uh, several of those guys played. Bielema was like, "No, no, I got it, bro." <laughs> yeah. What do you have, like a six ten guy or something? I remember that. Hey, uh, Texas Tech Tech. has like a six ten recruit committed. Is that the kid from Wellington? Yeah, but he's like six. Like he's, I'm like the two hundred pounds. He's more like a basketball player. (laughs) He's no, he's bigger than that. He's he's got some some uh, heft on him, especially for a young lad. Okay, but before before we go into tearing Kingsbury down, which what? No, no, we will get there. Let, let, let me give you my, my preview to the game. You're going to have Carter start. No, it, 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 I don't think it matters who starts because Duffy apparently isn't healthy enough to run the ball, and that was really the only thing that helped him throw the ball was defenses having to account for that. Anybody else behind him, Carter, or Garrett, like if you see them take significant time, just throw the game. You know, it, it's, it's not happening. Um, I think Baylor is going to win this game. Oh, and I think it's going to be ugly and frustrating to watch because it's probably a game where you're thinking we should be winning this game if we hadn't done that stupid thing, or if Daquan Bowman had a head a head on his shoulders and knew <laughs> when to not return a, a kick. Yes, or um, if. Carter could spin the ball the other direction because that apparently is going to make a difference. I don't know. Because he throws left-handed? Yeah. Really? It's going to be backwards. It's going to throw off everybody. <laughs> kind of like in the Southern Hemisphere, flush the toilet. It spins the opposite yeah. direction. Yeah. Because here's the thing. Because when he takes the ball, he's going to be looking to... His left? Yeah. He'll be facing Vasher. And Vasher's not, not going to know what to do with himself with all that it's, attention. That, it, it's not so a hurricane. It's a typhoon. Vasher is so, I don't know. He's maddlingly inconsistent. Yes. He'll make these great catches. And then like a ball will hit him in the hands when he's not moving and he'll miss it. It's like it's got to be pressure on him for him to catch it. Yeah, because like every every game that he does something meaningful or noticeable, it's always some like ridiculous catch. But then he's got like just astoundingly easy drops. I don't, I don't know if that phrase made sense. <laughs> but, yeah, so I, I, I think, obviously, Baylor's going to cover. Uh, I think Baylor's going to win in the four to eight point range. Be close. Be frustrating. Um, you know, I, I'm going to go ahead and call it. You're going to be, you're going to be down <laughs> Three to four points going into halftime, and Kingsbury's going to take a knee. <laughs> and this is a great segue into segue. this thing that yes. you have been dying been to talk about. on this. So Saturday, I I, I said I'm not going to do the research. Well, today I did the research. 
I looked at every drive chart, no, game drive chart of Kingsbury's career at Texas Tech. And let me tell you what I found. Of the 74 games he's coached, you've taken a knee in 33 of those games, which is kind of a lot. Um, Now, 20 of those 33 were games where you took a knee when you were ahead and won the game. 20 of the 33? 20 of the 33, which... Like 20 sounds like a lot, but then you think about it, it's like, well, when should you be taking a knee, right? You're trying to run out the clock. And if you're only doing it 61% of the time where you take a knee to run the clock out, what are you doing with the rest of the time? Like every other time that you're taking a knee, what are you doing? Let me tell you, because I, I found this out today. And the longer I, I looked into this, the more it made me mad. Um, So of those 33 games, 22 of them, you took a knee when you were tied or ahead, regardless of the outcome of the game. Um, you took a you took a knee in eleven games when you were trailing. You're trailing and you're taking a knee. Like what the heck are you doing? Do you know about how much? Oh yes, I do. Oh my gosh, yes he does. For every game, I can tell you how close it was. So there was one game where you were you were tied, but you you went on to win that game. You went on to win that game. I meant to go back in here and add the final result, the score, because like this next game I'm going to point to the 2013 Baylor game. You took a knee when you were down by 8 points in the second quarter to run the clock out. You ended up losing that game by at least 28 points. It was like a 63 to 34 type game. This very first one, right over here. Or second one. Um, 2014 at OSU, you were down by a touchdown. 2014 at Kansas State, you were down by 17. <laughs> like, why are you wasting? Like, you're down by three, three scores. 2015 versus TCU, you were down by five. 2015 Baylor, you were down by 28. Gosh, how do I not remember that being down 49-21 to Baylor? At the half. Oh. 2016 OU, you were down 30-24. to 2016 Texas, you were down by one point, had almost, a, almost 30 seconds left. You wanted to lose that game. I um, don't remember that game. 2018, this year against Ole Miss, you were down 30 to 17. You took a knee. Um, this year at Kansas State, down 10 to 6, you took a knee and lost the game. There, there is, there are two anomalies on, on this list. You were down 2017 at Texas, 20 to 10, and took a knee, but you won that game. And you were down at TCU this year, seven to three. You took a knee, but won that game. Every other time you've taken a knee while behind, you've lost. Amazing. That's a lot. Of, that's that's a quite a few L's there. <laughs> that's a lot. That's ten. I counted. I counted ten. 
So are you saying are you saying that we shouldn't take a knee if we're if we're down? It doesn't make any sense to take a knee while you're down. <laughs> How merry it, man. I mean, how long ago was it when we were talking about fortune favors the bold? Oh my gosh, it seems like every year. Maybe it was last year. Was it two years ago where that was really kind of his motto, where it seemed like that kept getting brought up? Probably. Here's a point. Right, we're, we were losing that year, didn't we? I mean, we had a losing record two years ago, didn't we? 2014? 2016. 2016, we went seven and six because we lost in the bowl game. We lost the bowl game. 2016? No. No, 2017, we lost the bowl game. 2016, I don't think we did. did we? No, we didn't go to a bowl game. We were five and seven that year. Yeah. That's right. The year before was. Is when we played LSU and we went seven and six. Yeah. No, 2013 is no. when we played. 2013 was his first year. The holiday bowl. We went seven and oh, then, then five, oh and five. Yeah, right. See you after that. And we played Arizona State. and We yeah. won that game. Twenty fourteen, yeah. we went four and eight. Yeah. Twenty fifteen, we went seven and five. That's the year we played uh, yeah, LSU. LSU and lost. We went seven and six. The next year we went five and seven. Then last year we went seven and six. We lost uh, South Florida, and this year is yet to be determined. Seven and six, baby. Five and seven. <laughs> Okay, so the other thing I, I want to talk about when I was looking at all these the times you took a knee. Obviously, when I looked at all the, the drive charts, I was obviously looking at your opponent. Of the 74 times you've played a game, sorry, of the 74 games where Kingsbury's been your head coach, the opponent has taken a knee against you five times. Five. And one of them was this past weekend. On the one, they took a knee on the one. Like, ah, oh, we're not going to score. We're just going to take a knee. <laughs> well, that's Bill Snyder. He's professional. Courteous. Yeah, sure. My point is, dude, quit taking a knee w- when you're down. It's soft. You look weak. You look l- like you're giving up. It's stupid. You've won. Okay, so... If you run it and fumble it or throw a pick six, what do you say about that? That you went down trying? <laughs> but you're still at halftime. You you know, you're not you're not going in the half down seven extra points or whatever. Yeah. Did you factor in if we got the ball at the half or not? <laughs> yeah, you need to rework this. Because <laughs> if, if we get the ball at the half, then all right, take a D. That's not that's not the end of the world. Because you'll get it right back. If you don't get it at the half, then it, it, it's it looks even worse. Yeah, I wouldn't kneel it if they're receiving second half kick. I agree with that. Well, I can go back and reduce this list <laughs> if that's in fact true. Can we do it live? It just let's just it would record forever. while you do it. No, it take too long. <laughs> All right, so we've done our our previews and predictions. We've done we've gone through that ridiculous exercise of looking at when Kingsbury takes a knee, which is just stupid. Stop <laughs> doing it. Cause here's the thing. There are times when you're blowing a team out that you would think that you would be taking a knee and you're not like there was a game a couple years ago against Kansas. You were up like 55 to 16 did not take a knee in that game. 
the game you played against uh, Sam Houston State and you beat them like 70 to 10. You did not take a knee in that well, game. Sam Houston State. A team that maybe you should show a little bit of mercy to. <laughs> you you did take a knee against Lamar. 77 to 0. I'll just throw that out there. There's your mercy right there. All right. Okay. Let's do questions. Red Red Reset Man says, even if we do beat Baylor, did the egg that the team laid last week doom Kingsbury this offseason? I say yes. Michael, I think, says no. I do. Preston, you break the tie. Okay. If if Texas Tech wins this weekend, yes. is Kingsbury still fired because of how bad last weekend was? Well, Kirby Hokett last year said he wants to see improvement, right? And that point, it was six and six. So the best possible outcome this season, not counting the ball, was six and six. That is not what I would call improvement. So Red Red Recent Man comes like his next after the question. He's got a statement. He says, "I can't see Hokut giving him an extension after a six and six year because it's not it's not just retaining him. I think Kingsbury's got two years left on his contract. Yep. Yeah, which is like." unheard of low in terms of years like nobody gets this this far into their contract if they're not going to be extended it would look really bad to extend him if he just goes six and six when last year he said he needs to see improvement and when everybody says well the defense is approved maybe that'll be the deep dive stat (laughs) research we do next (laughs) week because i don't think it's as as improved as we all think it is you're still giving up stupid amount of points Times when you absolutely need to stop, you're not getting it. The turnovers you were forcing last year, you haven't done. Like, just, I, I, I understand recovering fumbles is kind of like it takes luck. You're not even forcing fumbles this year. You're not outside of Adrian Fry. You're not intercepting the ball. Well, Murray threw it right to uh, Vontae Dorsey, Dorsey twice. Yeah. Yes. That counts, right? <laughs> <laughs> No, yes. but it is frustrating that the turnovers have been decided not to show up this year. Which again, like if you were if you were forcing fumbles but not recovering them, yeah, that, that's one thing. I'm like, okay, well, that just just bad luck. It bounced the wrong way. TCU last year, yeah, <laughs> seven fumbles. You recovered one of them. This year, you're not doing it like at all. Yeah, not very many. And, are, and this been... this this game it. He's in the same position he was last year, sort of. Uh, he needs a big win at the end of the year, but it's not Texas. It's yeah, I'm about to say it, like you need a big win, but you're not playing a big team. You're playing Baylor, right? Okay, you, and, so you win Game Six against Baylor. You're not going to feel yeah. as good about getting the six wins as you did last year. We're like, oh my gosh, we beat Texas in Austin. Heck yeah! This year, like, we beat Baylor in Arlington. Whoop de doo! <laughs> right? They were one and eleven last year. Right. That's last year, that though, man. They're five and six oh, this year. Okay. Formidable. Okay. Yeah. Last year. Yes, yeah, a five and six team is formidable. Formidable foe. Apologist. Tyler Timmons, <laughs> best Thanksgiving tra- – so I also asked for Thanksgiving traditions. He says, mine is going to the ranch to hunt with my son. As far as the game goes, I have no idea. So another person like Preston doesn't know how to f- feel about this game. Hearing Bowman is practicing in full, which is different. I hadn't heard that yet. If he plays, I feel confident we get the W. Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, I, I think if Bowman plays 
the entire game and as sharp as he's been he need, he just needs to not be Iowa State Alan Bowman yeah well that's a tough defense well that's what I'm saying like as long as you don't get that kind of performance against Baylor I think you probably win comfortably but who knows who's going to start at quarterback you said you said Carter this Tyler was saying Bowman I think I read that they're trying to limit Bowman. It would make limit. sense to limit Bowman, but I don't know. All right, let's say this. Let's say, he trots, let's say he trots Colt Garrett out there and Tech does win with their fourth-string quarterback. Would that would that uh, warrant an extension? No. Would that because be a scenario just, that could possibly it, uh, it's one of those things where change I, your mind? I think that it says more about how bad – Baylor is and how good Kingsbury was able to get the offense and how ready he was able to get them. So, okay. I got the quote. What you got? This is Kingsbury saying he's a full participant in practice, but, you know, I'm not sure of his status. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah, because that was like the crux of the um, the awkward exchange between he and Don Williams a couple weeks ago when Don was like, well, was he medically cleared? He's like, I don't make that call, Don. So he's practicing, but he may not be clear to play the game. So that, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it would I. Not that I want him to fail, and I want him to hold Bowman out. But it doesn't. I mean, it makes sense to try to play Bowman if he's healthy. I don't think he should, because he's already injured and re-injured that thing twice now. I mean, yes, it's a deflated lung and it apparently pops back, but at one point is like the risk of re-injury or the risk of making it a more severe injury just not worth it. Yeah. This is like a crazy rare injury though. Yeah. And to have it happen twice is even crazier. Wait, so I would just chalk up the second one to it wasn't being fully healthy because the hit he took to re-injure it against Oklahoma was not very hard. It didn't dirty. look like he it's got hit. Dirty. I don't think it was dirty. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't like the hit against West Virginia where like... He got sandwiched? Yeah, it looked like it hurt. Um, I, I just don't know. I, I also think Baylor's dirty enough that they would try to do something oh. stupid. Like, we're going to hit him in the side. We're going to hit him in the ribs. You hear about that fight when they got in Iowa State? Against Iowa State, because uh, who was it? Was it David Montgomery was trying to eyeball, like, got to... <laughs> Dang it. Here we are, throwing our phones. Well, I say we, I, like, knocked the phone on my hand and tried to grab, try to catch it, then knocked Preston's off the table. All good that, always, that always makes things worse. And of course, you don't hear any of this, probably. And we're just like, whoa! <laughs> Gosh, what were you saying? We're talking about how thuggish Montgomery's fight. Bug, thuggish, yes, because they were. We're talking about them getting a fight with uh, Iowa State, and I can't remember if it was Hakeem Butler or David Montgomery. They were trying to like gouge out somebody's eyeballs when they're on the on the on the bottom of the pile. Let me see if I can look that up real quick. It was probably Baylor. I'm going to give Iowa State the benefit of the doubt because of Baylor's history. You know, Matt Rule didn't exactly clean house, did he? 
with the all the uh, browse recruit studio? No, not really. Yeah, so I think they were given the chance to transfer if they wanted to, but I I may be mistaken about that. Oh my gosh, Preston. Um Sorry, I'm I'm trying to read here and it's not helping. This is great podcasting. Empty space. What are you trying to read? This article on the fight between Baylor and Iowa State, trying to see who started it. It was or who Texas. Got his... <laughs> How I'm, dare you? Because they, they can do no wrong in the I'm eyes of the I'm sure officials. we got the penalty for that, too. Someone put some horns down somewhere and they just sparked the whole thing. All right, let's let let's let's move on. Okay, Adele says, just an observation, the post-game presser coach looked like a lawyer who had to go to had to go tell his death row client the stay had been lifted and the guards were warming up the chair. Yeah, he looked like uh he looked pretty miserable. I don't know if it was because he was out in the cold for 4 hours or uh just the gravity of the situation was hitting him and he realized he was likely going to lose his job this weekend. I I think it was just bad lighting. <laughs> Okay, dude. <laughs> it's all the heaters from the uh, the heaters came out the globe from the Kansas State sideline. <clears throat> yeah, probably. No, I, it, it looked like he just he looked drained, just beaten down. Which, I mean, sorry, dude, but you should when you lose a game like that. You look, st- <laughs> yeah. She, she she says also I think Spencer got a bad turducken. Yeah, I'm not sure. It was just. I remember that introduction. It was pretty gamey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because we were. It was here in this yeah, house. Yeah, you can corroborate yes. his introduction story. Um, was not impressed. She says, "If we go bowling, I'll bring a good one for the tailgate. If we go bowling, we're probably going to Houston, right? To the Texas Bowl. Yeah, I'm not going to that bowl game. I don't look into predictions. I will look into predictions once we get to six wins. How about that? Counterproductive at Paxton CD says, I'm still on the head coach. Cliff Kingsbury stays on one more year because my mindset is one year of possibility has more reset value than one year of new set scheme, etc." And I can dang sure see the improvement of the program, if not the improvement of the record through this year. Yeah. I mean, Arid. a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about how the team wasn't fading in the second half. And I, we were specifically talking about the games oh, yeah. we were at. We were, you're a second half team. You didn't so you did so well. Um, it just doesn't seem to it, really matter. Well, it mattered early on in the in the season when you were coming back in the second half. So the, lately, your second halves haven't been good enough, um, and it hasn't been well. Like more globally, the second half of the season, obviously you're, you're losing four games in a row, maybe five. We were doing well until we got Crabtree against Texas, coming back. Down seventeen. Yeah, I don't know because you you just you couldn't stop him on that drive. Like you had no, I had no faith yeah, that your defense so, was going to make a stop. It was so frustrating because we got a three and out the drive before. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> but you kind of saw it coming. That was the bad thing about that. Yeah. They got it back with a minute forty, and I just thought, oh well, at the very least, they're going to they get the field goal range. Yeah. Like it like 
We got Crabtree, really. <laughs> yeah, 2008 Crabtree. Like they because, like I said, uh, the defender was it Douglas Coleman? Oh, whoever it was. Oh, Coleman or Fry? Yeah, they they, they couldn't Fry. have played it any better. Yeah, yeah. he was like he Did had you? his hands between uh, Humphrey's hands, and it went like the ball went through the defender's hands, got all the way back to to Humphrey's, and then Humphrey like he caught the ball in the five, didn't take a step, but like stumbled backwards into the end zone. Yeah. I don't want to go through that again. Uh, counterproductive replies. He is like a thread. He replies to himself. says, I'm not happy by any stretch, but I'm also snake bit from previous coaching turmoil. And I don't want this group, this group being um Hocut, Kingsbury, Witt, Gibbs, Kevin Johns to lose a chance to come back deeper across, come back deeper across than almost any other roster they can talk about. Maybe I'm wrong. But look at my handle. <laughs> um, so, what's he saying? Coaching turmoil. Is he tar- if, if, if you're talking to- about Tuberville, yeah. like, like it's hard to say. Like Tuberville sucked, but he recruited a lot of really good athletes. You missed a bowl game once. In his three years, three years, yeah, you missed the bowl game twice now with Kingsbury, maybe a third time in six years. Um, Tuberville came in spouting championships. Well, everybody got. Oh through. gosh, yeah. <laughs> I think that the he was coming in at a disadvantage, anyways. He he was the next guy after Leach, right? Everybody, yeah. so many people were up in arms about Leach being fired, um, and it didn't matter who was going to be the next head coach; it was going to be rough. I mean, he recruited guys that like change your pro. Like DeAndre Washington was a Tuberville recruit. Jason Morrow was a Tuberville recruit. Jakeem Grant. Jakeem Grant. Grant. Yeah. Um, other oh. guys like Bradley Marquez, uh, Reggie Davis, Delvon Simmons. Yeah. <laughs> Delvon Simmons sighting. <laughs> no, no, it was a uh, who's the other one? Michael. Leon Mackey. Yeah. No. <laughs> Michael who? Oh, Michael Starts. Michael Starts. He's a Michael Starts sighting. Oh, God. <laughs> it's also a joke about that defensive tackle, like a five-star defensive tackle that showed up and never made it. All right. Keith submits on a scale of 10 to 10. <laughs> How wrong are people that call it stuffing? Um. Well, if they're actually wrong and are calling dressing stuffing because stuffing actually goes into the turkey, then yeah, they're wrong. Because I think actual stuffing is like a lot of rice too because it's supposed to help it cook more evenly inside of a bird. I don't know. Just sounds complicated. Yeah, trying to make sure that the the meat is properly cooked and the stuffing is cooked, that's that's too much. Just put a a good dressing. I just don't want raw poultry juice. I don't want raw poultry juice dripping into my stuff (laughs) at any point. So uh, let's go with uh, yeah, ten for ten on the scale. Yeah. Um, Okay, I got a question. Okay, sorry. Before we get to Brian's, I don't know. Have y'all talked about this? Your preferred way of cooking the turkey? I think you have actually. Don't boil it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, no, I mean like I like a fried turkey. I like the I like skin a of a fried turkey. Yeah, 
I like it, a smoked turkey. I feel it comes out juicier. Fred. I, I'd have to I have to taste test it. I have to have like all three. We, you know, like a baked, smoked, and a fried. We've had yeah, we need, here. Oh, no, it's we need good, side it's by side. Years. So, so, so I, I can take my notes. I didn't I didn't get into it on, on Saturday. I had I still had my notes from the chili cook off with me on the desk. Not that I was gonna tell you about them, but I tried try to be like fair. Like I took notes and was like, well, this one had <laughs> this one had beans and this one was sweet and this one tasted like poo and <laughs> this one was spicy and this one wasn't and. I just love that Rob you rated Rob's in. the best. Yeah. yeah, dude. He was my number one. Rob, if you're listening, man, I, I was in your corner. I mean, I had you number one. Those other judges the didn't other know what they were talking about. The other two judges had you at, uh, at two, I think. And they both had Tuan at number one. I had Tuan at number two. So there was just, it was two against one. I fought for you, man. <laughs> Spencer's tough but fair. <laughs> Yours was my favorite. And then... uh Twans and the guy that that put smoked brisket in his was was not my, my number three. Oh, that's that's good. Brisket my number three. Brisket and beans. Brisket. Brisket and beans. Excuse me. Uh, yes, his, his he did have beans in his. I like I like Twan and and uh, uh, Rob did not have beans. Baked beans with a little bit of brisket in it. Well, smoked brisket on anything is really good. So well, yeah, I, I've never had it. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna have to like, I'm gonna have to to somehow coordinate a uh, taste testing between baked, fried, and smoked turkey one time. Yeah, we should do this. Fried. <laughs> I think I volunteer the his... I volunteer to smoke the turkey because I don't want to smoke my house. I don't trust myself with three hundred and seventy degrees of hot peanut oil. Well just don't don't throw the turkey in when it's still frozen. Yeah. <laughs> That's all you gotta do. You've seen those videos. That's, it's easier said than done. <laughs> apparently, score update. There's so many videos. Yeah. yeah, Texas Tech is leading Nebraska thirty-six thirty-four. If this comes back to bite us, because we're doing this on the recording, thirty-eight thirty-four. Um, all right, Brian put in pit says one. What do you think the number one factor is in the disappearance of the running game? Oh, line. They have to be O line, but I don't know what what's changed with the L line. Why they've they've sucked. Do you think it, it matters at all that that we've played so many running backs? No. Does that affect anything? Do they have different styles? I don't know. I mean, but it, yeah, it, it, it kind sounds of like makes I mean sense. the line would the line would probably be that's the constant. Yeah, it's. But it, it, it just, starts and ends with the O line. Oh yeah, and it just but it just seems like these guys have a lot of different styles and. Uh, I don't know. It, Line, alignment doesn't adjust to who's running, though, so that doesn't make any sense. I'm glad I worked this through while <laughs> someone was recording it. Is Are there any injuries on the online recently or from the beginning? Jacob Hines, Stay Wars, wasn't, he didn't play last week. Bailey I think Smith Bruffy's been in and out. Bruffy. Um Sorry, I got distracted for a second. All right, Brian also asked, what's your Thanksgiving meal plan of attack? Sorry, Thanksgiving meal plan of attack. Like, what are we eating or in what order? Or Just how do you, how do you, okay. How, you got to go light My plan of attack is to, no, my plan of attack is to have some of every single thing. 
even if I don't think I should. That's what I do. Yeah, me too. I get a little bit of everything the first round, and then like I'll go second round and get what I really like. <laughs> well, see, here's the thing. I like I'm especially when it was like a family Thanksgiving. I I know what to expect. Like when I see, um, this dressing that that my mom is putting together, I, I know I'm gonna like it. I don't oh, have yeah. to like save room for a second trip. I'm gonna go ahead and like load up the first time through. Um, yes, green bean casserole is good. I'm not gonna load up on it. Or like Jello fluff, like the pink fluff that shows up on a lot of Thanksgiving oh, menus. Oh gosh, yeah. Is that ambrosia or something? It's okay. I'm not. Oh, I'm not yeah, I, it yeah, doesn't. Yeah. It's not something I'm gonna like get in the first time through, <laughs> just to say I got a little bit of everything. I'll tell you something else I do. If if I'm at like this time I'll be at my mom's house or if I'm at my own house or whatever, I will uh I will definitely snack before we eat. So I will be the guy rummaging through the kitchens, <laughs> stealing a couple of deviled eggs here and there, maybe a brown and serve roll, maybe a little sample of something before we even <laughs> before people even plate their food. Brown and serve roll, is that those are good. <sighs> No, you got yes. you got to go for the Hawaiian sweet rolls. Oh, those are okay, Ooh. but like the little pan of them, that like no, oh my, they're God. so dry, dude. That's, what that's why you for. load them or up. Gravy. <laughs> you load them up with with like cranberry sauce and turkey and dressing and it, gravy. I like a moist butter. Bread. And and you think a mass produced tray of Hawaiian rolls? Well, what do you think brown and serve are? They're made from the heart. Oh my god! They're. I would Someone's say you've got this. more opportunity to make it, put some good flavor into a brown and serve than you are to a Hawaiian roll. Have you ever had a Hawaiian roll? Yeah, they're good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, you make you make little uh, uh, pulled pork sandwiches with them. Yes. They're, yeah, I think Hawaiian great. roll. I think I think ham. I think ham. if you're having ham, then you should have Hawaiian rolls. Brown and serve like. You need butter, and then like yes. you, you can dip them in like the mashed potatoes and gravy, or just eat them straight. No, it's too dry. Uh, whatever. Even with all that, that's still too dry. So I'm I'm not a snacker, but I'm I'm also not going to be trying to to test everything that's there. Um, oh no, no, you gotta you gotta test everything. You gotta save a little. You do have to save a little bit of room for the dessert, the pies. So sure, that okay. that uh that cream cheese pumpkin pie I made this past weekend. Oh no, the battery's dying in the phone. We gotta wrap up here pretty soon. Um, <laughs> for everybody listening, that's what it wasn't your phone; it was mine. <laughs> Had to turn off. So I was. We were watching the the Nebraska Texas Tech game, and we like lost ten percent of battery in a couple of minutes. Um, thirty nine to thirty four right now. Texas Tech still up on top in the first second half. So yeah, the the cream cheese pumpkin. I don't know if I mentioned it. Made that for family dinner on Sunday. We're remaking it again for Thanksgiving. We made two this time. Have to save room for that. Um, again, not a person that says I'm going to need to try all the pies or desserts and get like small pieces. I'm just going to go after one I know I'm going to like and just get a, a healthy slice. Not drown it in the Cool Whip or the Ready Whip, but uh, it's going to have to have some whipped cream topping on it. Yeah, you got to round it out, and then after that, you you need you know a little bit of a little bit of turkey and dressing to take the sweet taste out. 
You just got to have a little bit at the end. Got to end on that. What are you doing over there? Low power mode. Hey, Cooper. Right, Cooper Burnett. Fine. Cooper Burnett has one question. Maybe we can cover it real quick. He asked for possible bowl scenarios and best Thanksgiving pie. And the only bowl scenario I see right now is for us to head to the Cheez-It Bowl. <laughs> uh, and where is that? This, uh, that is in Phoenix, Arizona at Chase Field the day after Christmas. And we would be playing Cal. No. No, give me, that's, that's give me our the, projection. the Texas Bowl against like a an SEC opponent. No, nah, Texas Bowl, we're out of that. That's West Virginia versus Auburn right now. Then they must have moved up in the, the pecking order. Because we changes like every year. We, we, we made that bowl at 7 and 6 a couple or No, we, we, we were 7 and 5. Yeah, we're, we're not going to yeah. make that bowl. We're going to make like the yeah. Birmingham Bowl or something stupid again. Yeah, the Cheez-It Bowl. To, um, like... <laughs> the Toilet Bowl. Like a Memphis or... Some team that you had no idea was playing football. <laughs> All right, man. Want to thank Preston for joining us on episode fifty-two of the Come and Talk It podcast. The what? No, no. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> I always just tried to try to pull up the music, and I, I, I butchered that. Wow, we're gonna get a, a cease and desist letter today, tomorrow when this releases. Um. Episode 52 of the 23 Personnel Podcast. We haven't been to come and talk it for, oh, like eight months. It's been a while. It's been a long while once we we fought the good fight against the the Second Amendment AM talk show out of Austin. We successfully rebranded. <laughs> yeah. Um, thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for joining us this week. We're going to skip what we learned because the phone's going to die here any second. Michael, thanks for giving us your Tuesday night while we're uh, we're, we're fine. <laughs> Tuesday night as we preview the Baylor game. Um, for Michael, I'm Spencer. Again, thanks for joining us on the 23 Personnel Podcast. 